Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Transformation Talk Radio, TransformationRadio.fm. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on, on this historic day. Well, wait, this historic day, shall I say. Uh, Mr. Benny, how you be? I be good. Well said, by the way. Uh, pretty pretty like good that. her story day, mm-hmm. right? You know it. Yeah, never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. <laughs> I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. For those of you that are wondering what the heck they talking about. Well, certainly we are referencing uh, the uh, primaries. A couple of historical things going on there, but mostly to talk about, you know, the fact that um, we have a woman here, uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, regardless of what your party is, this is not a political statement. It's a historic statement. You know, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because we have had people, Benny, on the show Uh, that have come on and have talked about this year in particular, the kinds of things that would happen this year. Uh, Everybody from uh, Madeline to Colette, uh, Colette Steffen, uh, Dr. Jen Royster, all of these folks that are thinking about the energy and the shift and the change, right? And what's fascinating is when I think about this, you can connect the dots And it starts with looking at an emergence of people finding their voices. And that emergence, whether you want to believe it or not, really is focusing on women. There's a statistic that I'm not going to share in this show, but I'm going to share in a show I do later on the week about what's happening in the world of business, how women have come to the forefront. Now, I haven't seen this kind of activity in in this arena since I go back to my bra burning days, right? But, But that was a different kind of energy. Now what we're seeing is everything from having women speak out, you know, Malala Yousafzai speak out about atrocities, uh, in education, Dr. Darvish supporting people that are being literally uh, put to death uh, in uh, Iran, so forth and so on. Patricia Arquette starting a wave about equal pay and then others coming to the forefront. And now today, you know, today, um, you know, we're looking at uh, unprecedented um things that have happened and i'm sure benny you have now probably heard this chit chat like how how long have you been on air today since five this morning um but the point is this it is a historic moment and i will say that for me i didn't think i was going to see it in my time but let me just couch that by saying i didn't think that i would be sitting here talking with you today 
And I certainly didn't think I'd be sitting here talking with Stephanie Barton today about a book that is so profoundly touching and relevant for the time we live in, more so than any of us can imagine, more so than any of us can imagine. Facing Darkness, Finding Light, Life After Suicide, Healing Comfort for Those Left Behind. Now, for for many of you, you may or may not know this. You may have heard me talk about it. Not all of you listen to the shows five days a week. When I was six years old, um, um, my mother committed suicide. And I didn't find out till years later that that actually is what happened to her. You know, I had been in Catholic boarding school at the time. Mommy was sick. So we thought mommy was sick. But what do we now know in this incredible book, the journey that Stephanie has said yes to in her life is as a clairvoyant and intuitive medium. She works passionately to ignite that spark within each of us to bring forth the soul's absolute brilliance. Whether you've seen her on stage, radio, television, you know, she illuminates the unseen world and speaks for the voice of soul. And so today, her book, Facing Darkness, Finding Life, Life After Suicide, opens up another door and another chapter. And so get ready to take the journey with us about what are some of the myths, what is some of the shame that families go through? What is it about the process that calls some people not to be here anymore and that be of their own choosing? Stephanie, it's great to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. and This is a very historic day. It is a historic day, isn't it? Do you like that little historic? <laughs> I love it. It's very clever and very appropriate. Well, uh, I didn't think I would see it in my lifetime. I really didn't. Uh, and, you know, for, for a lot of reasons. Uh, but most importantly... There is a shift and a change, isn't there, uh, going on right now? I know, uh, you know, I, I want to ask you about that, you know, because we're going to be talking about this book you wrote, but this is a book whose idea uh, uh, is a time that has come. Uh, many of us know people that have committed suicide, and that is really shocking to me for even to even say that to you right here. But things are changing. Energy, energies are changing. What is your sense of this energy and and life force that is changing today for you? What do you sense? I think that for so many people, living in fear is no longer acceptable. It's no longer okay just to accept and make do and get by. I think there's a greater call in each one Mm -hmm. of us to strive for more and to look beyond what's right in front of us, to consider alternatives, to explore our options because we are here to experience greatness and it's time for us to start claiming that and awakening to that and I think that's what this shift is all about no longer settling but beginning to strive and the willingness to grow Mm. I mean isn't this what we're hearing um, in so many different ways from so many different people you know, right, wrong, indifferent, good, bad, ugly, it doesn't matter. There's something uh, um, uh, among us that is being called forward. And, you know, when I think about that, I think about the book that you wrote. Now, 
I made a statement. I would love for you to talk about this. I made a statement that my mom committed suicide when I was six, and I did not find out about that till my dad passed away in 1987, and my stepmom uh, handed me some letters that my dad had literally attempted to throw away, which were letters from my mother to him at a time her first attempt at suicide and these letters and I was given these letters and I was given insight but can you imagine a family not even talking about that at all I can because yeah. it's unfortunately so much more commonplace than what we want to believe or what mm-hmm. we're even able to fathom but suicide is so much more prevalent than the numbers may tell us because it's often hidden or not communicated or not reported by the family. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's time to speak about it lovingly and openly yeah. and compassionately that yeah. these souls are ready to be heard. I want to start at the beginning, and that is the dedication in your book, if, if we could. The dedication mm-hmm. is for my husband, David. You taught me to trust the still, soft voices, and to listen to silence behind the noises. I love you. That is very powerful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think as I was starting my journey, I was raised in a very traditional upbringing, and I knew I wanted to help people, so I did a very traditionally and socially acceptable route, which was as a nurse. And yet there was something more that was calling to me and that was to speak with spirits and to communicate with loved ones on the other side as a medium. And it did take a great deal of courage, and it was a lot of tears and a lot of uncertainty because it was so unknown. But during that time of transformation, he has stood by me and, and continues to do so, and that's been so helpful, such mm-hmm. a blessing for sure. Yeah. It's, for me... I started this 13 years ago because I love hearing the journey, hearing people's stories. Because somehow today, you and I are having a conversation that's going to touch the lives of thousands of people. And someone is going to hear this show. And maybe there is something in what we're saying here today that could, in fact, save a life. Or maybe, in fact, help someone. Help someone that is deeply bereaved. Mm-hmm. What What is it about writing this book? What called you to do this? What angel tapped you on the shoulder and said, okay, S- Stephanie, guess what? This is yours to do. It was not just one angel. I, it was a, a host <laughs> of spirits from my own personal life to the clients whom I serve. It, it, it was in me to do this. And sometimes growth is uncomfortable, and sometimes we're asked to do things that can be a little bit tough (laughs) but yet I have so much hope and so much love and so much desire to help those who are struggling or who do feel lost that I was willing to face those fears to face that darkness and find that light and then share that with those who were willing to to receive Today we get to open up the headlines and every time we turn around we see another story of someone who either took their life or maybe in some cases maybe an overdose, it doesn't matter. 
Um, but we believe that those who commit suicide do not have a spirit. They do not have an energy. And I say we believe. I'm talking about society in general. And I'm also talking mm-hmm. about some, uh, uh, some of the re- religious practices, right? That folks that literally mm-hmm. commit suicide don't have a spirit. They don't have an energy. Uh, they're not fully expressed. And literally, we want to take them and we want to put them on the, at the, on the side in some category that is literally difficult for those left behind. Uh, and mm-hmm. I would love for you to talk about this because you talk about those who have who have committed suicide that you know maybe it's not the way the general world thinks about this and I and and, and I'd love to hear from you on that well I think that there is such a misunderstanding and such a fear mm-hmm. as to what happens to those who make the choice to end their lives mm-hmm. and coupled with the shame and the pain of, of being left behind but what is consistent and what I've learned from these souls who have completed suicide is that in that moment in that in that act that was the highest good that was the means by which that soul could grow so it's always about growth it's always about taking that step forward and sometimes the step forward means leaving the physical body behind. It's no more or less shameful than a death by cancer or a car accident or any other means of leaving the body behind. In the end, we all take that journey. And those who complete suicide do so with a different kind of willingness. There's a force in them that calls them to grow in that direction through suicide. Um, but there is no cause of death that ends a soul. None. Right. Our souls are eternal and unending. There's nothing that can harm that soul. Physical death aside, the soul grows. We continue on our journeys. They just don't ever end. Yeah. It has got to be one of the hardest things for uh, families. And as you say in your book, Life After Suicide, Healing Comfort for Those Left Behind. You know, we often think about, yeah, of course, this is the person and this was the journey and the decision they made. But I think very little time is really put into the people that are left behind. What sense to make of it Uh, and, Mm -hmm. and how all of this can come together. Sometimes... Um, you know, I, I, in your book, you talk about people saying that they can't make it today. They just don't know what to do. And, mm-hmm. and what is it that you've discovered uh, that has been able to ignite in people this absolute sense of uh, there is a life that could happen after? Yes, I think that's an important, that's a really important key piece to mm-hmm. healing. in in life after suicide is realizing that death is not an end and that it is absolutely possible to cultivate meaningful relationships with those souls who are continuing on their journey on the other side through grieving and through ceremony, through acknowledging our emotions, but then cultivating new relationships, different connections with our loved ones who are on the other side. Because a relationship doesn't need to stop just because the body has ceased. 
those relationships can continue on and, and we can find peace and comfort in those relationships if we're willing to move through some of the emotions and to honor our own journey, but then also to be to believe that communication, that connection is possible even from the other side. And that's oh, a key what, piece that I think you're mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I think that, you know, one of the things that we have is to get past the guilt and, and shame. I mean, think about my family, if you would, um, who mm-hmm. kept this a major secret. And if it wasn't for my stepmom that had decided to keep those letters um, mm-hmm. and be able to give them to me uh, only after my dad passed away, uh, none of us would have ever known. I wouldn't have known mm-hmm. exactly, you know, the pain my sister went through who was caring for mm-hmm. my mother at the time. Uh, yes. And so we do keep secrets because there's some level of shame uh, that mm-hmm. associates this, which somehow we think keeping a secret makes it all better, right? In some way, I think that we do have a very false an unhealthy belief that secrets keep us safe. And the truth is they don't. They only keep us stuck and they, they hurt and they wound deeply. So when we can begin to set aside that shame and realize that although suicide is not a desired outcome for anyone who's left behind, there need be no shame. And there's nothing that could have been done to have prevented that suicide. I have spoken with so many spirits on the other side, and I know that the only time a suicide could not have been prevented is if the suicide has been committed. So those in their lives, that was the way, and there's nothing we could have done to stop that in in those situations when there's a completed suicide. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's so many questions, so many things to talk about, so many, so many things that you know you've decided to bring to the forefront about this and about writing the book. I mean, you heard me mention earlier today about an energy and a shift, kind of. And so, uh, my question to you is, you know, why was this an important message for you to bring to the forefront now? And the reason I ask that question is, yeah, it's easy for me to say, yeah, energy, yeah, suicides, this, that, and the other thing. But you are you are someone that connects. You connect mm-hmm. with the afterlife. There's obviously mm-hmm. something that has called you forth to say, wait a minute, Stephanie, this is a time for you to take a message out, and this is what it is. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it exists in relationship to our awareness because with so many celebrities and well-known public figures who have completed suicide, the awareness about this is beginning to increase, which is important. But with awareness, there also needs to come inspired and guided action. So we know suicide is happening. What can we do to prevent it? What can we do to heal after it's happened? What can we do to communicate with those on the other side? So the awareness is here, and I want to bring the action, the keys for healing, the steps that we can transform grief into inspiration, into something that gives us a positive experience on a a level of soul growth. 
Yeah, soul growth. I mean, we think that the folks that commit suicide don't really have any soul growth. It's kind of like the end of the line. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, oh, it's the end of the line right here. (laughs) It's like there's nothing else to say. There's nothing else to do. Lost soul, no soul, right? And so, you know, here we are. Uh, One of the chapters in your book is called Faultless. Faultless. Mm -hmm. And that is really... Mm -hmm very rare do we see that word and suicide in the same sentence isn't it but it's huge it it is well and that's i think you bring an important point out is that there's a perception that suicide is failure like you said it's the end of the line well if the soul completes suicide that's it you lost out that was your one chance and you couldn't do it but that is so false there is growth that continues beyond our physical body. Implying that states that we are the sum and total of our bodies, that all we are is is a physical being. And we're not. We are so much more than that. And after we set that physical expression aside, we continue to express. There's nothing that can stop our spirit. And that's where this comfort can begin to provide those who are left behind mm. in, in a situation where there's been a suicide. There need be no shame. It is no one's fault. Suicide mm. is not a failure. It's just not. It's an experience. It's, it's a transition. It's an ending of sorts, but it's not the end. It's not the final act because our yeah. souls are eternal and our journey continues on. Yeah. Well, we're going to be taking a short break here in a minute. And also, we have a copy of the book to give away. Before we do that, I would love for you to share with folks uh, the best way they can find out more about you, website also, uh, and tell folks a little bit about your work, about your connection, the connection you do have, you know, some of the Uh, mediumship sessions that you do with your clients, with people listening to the show today? Mm -hmm. Well, the book is available uh, through Amazon, and it's uh, just there with the title. And then my website is angelsinsight.com. And so that's an easy way to find out about me and my experiences and who I am and and really what I stand for because I do believe that love is a part of each one of us that we are here to claim our power and to live our good and that there's always hope so I as a a full-time career have chosen to offer readings mediumship sessions so that I can help loved ones who are left behind experience the wisdom and the presence of their loved ones on the other side and not just those who've completed suicide, but anyone who's lost a loved one. I, I so enjoy, and it's such an honor to be able to give those spirits a voice. So I, I love my work. absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And we're, gonna, we're opening up the phone lines now. Uh, would you please uh, invite our listeners today when they call in? Um, tell them a little bit about what might happen here. As far as doing connections or offering messages from the other side, when you call in or uh, when your call is placed through, if you would just give me the first name of the loved one that you'd like to have a message from, that'll streamline the process, and then I can deliver 
whatever wisdom it is or whatever message it is that they'd like to share with you. And it might be nice if perhaps focusing on those who have lost loved ones to suicide to really allow them to have a voice and to hear from their loved ones on the other side. Those who are left behind in suicide are so often voiceless. They feel powerless. There's the grief of a, of a death, and then there's the shame of, of the suicide. So to give those individuals an opportunity to be heard and to receive, to be accepted in a non-judgmental way, I think that's so important. It's so vital. Wow. Let's take a short break, everyone, and we are going to open up the phone lines. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Please call in. Uh, this is a show that is about helping all of you connect. 1-800-930-2819 to schedule time live on air with my very special guest today, Stephanie Barton. Stay tuned, everybody. We're going to take a shorty. We will be right back. Let's go, girls. Come on. Artie Hoffman is the hottest psychic with the warmest heart and the host of the hit show Angels and Answers. A renowned psychic, medium, spiritual life coach, and an entertaining motivational speaker, Artie has helped over 15,000 people with his amazing intuitive gifts, his passion, and his humor. Call 877-ANGEL-02 to schedule a personal reading or to have your own psychic Artie party. That's 877-ANGEL-02. And visit ArtieHoffman.com and Angels and Answers on Facebook. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Song of the Heart, Walking the Path of Light, from author and healer Francine Vale is available now. Through Francine's life story, we learn how imperative it is to love one another. Once this simple truth is learned, peace on earth will prevail. Song of the Heart is a life lived and a story told for this purpose. To learn more about Francine and her amazing gifts, or to order your copy of the book today, visit angelsandlightbeings.com. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life-affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. My play, The United States of China, is about the trial of Miriam Hopkins, who is a metaphor for all that America stands for. It's the year 2018. America has become the United States of China. We've owed China trillions of dollars. We cannot pay. Consequently, we default. How long do you think 
It will take this financial empire to crash and crumble. Just like that. This is more than a play experience. It's a movement, a movement to create awareness and empower people to be in action. We are strong together. We will always prevail. Get your tickets today at americathestrong.com. everyone welcome back uh as i said before it's great to have stephanie barton joining us here today the author of Fi- facing darkness finding light life after suicide healing comfort for those left behind and many of you are listening and you may have someone that has moved on uh the phone lines have been open 1-800-930-2819 maybe someone you might want to connect with uh, and as we said before, uh, the book is available. You certainly can get that. Also, the website is called angelsinsight.com. Uh, and uh, Stephanie, it's great to have you here. Benny will be collecting the calls as they come in for sure. one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. 2819 And I, let's talk about the book for a little bit if we could. I, I can imagine how challenging it was, but this is also a book of tools. And so often there are books that we get on the topic of suicide, uh, but not all of them are presented as, wait a minute, there are things I can share with you in this book that can help. And so what is it you've discovered that might help someone prevent suicide? We're here to accept one another flaws and all. I think it's also important that we are genuine, that life is not easy. Sometimes life gets really messy. There are not always clear-cut answers. It's a, it's a process. Life is a journey. But oftentimes in the media, you know, things are so glamorized and things seem so beautiful and so effortless and so easy. And then when it comes to our own lives, if we've got lumps and bumps and warts and struggles, we feel like we're flawed or we've failed. So part of what we're responsible for as, as spiritual individuals is in embodying authenticity and sharing our struggles, but also focusing on our triumphs, but not to project this false reality, but to embrace life for, for all of its richness, for all of the emotions. None of them are bad. They can all be used for a, a learning, for growth. And there's always a greater good. And mm-hmm. I think that's another important point for those who may be considering suicide or feel like there's no meaning or that life has just run its course. Each day is a new beginning. Truly, each day is, is a new experience. It's a fresh start. And when we can slowly slowly make shifts in our thinking, change our perceptions. It takes patience, but we can cultivate a deeper awareness of the support that's around us, the the goodness of our earth that we're here on. There's challenges, but there's also gifts. There's also blessings. 
And we've got to allow ourselves to experience and to feel those a little more readily. I think that's a huge step forward in helping to prevent suicide. And uh, I want would love for you to talk more about what you said uh, when you said it begins at birth, because we don't really think about it like that. We don't really think about, wait a minute, oh, wait, there's something we can do now. We usually wait till someone or somehow something is in crisis or there is a crisis, and then we're playing yeah. catch up. And, you know, yeah. now that I, I know what I know now, about my mom and her own journey clearly I look back at that and the the series of events around that especially you know finding out about my dad and you know how my dad uh you know literally um uh uh was not loyal to my mom you know he cheated on my mom you know there's a whole story Mm -hmm. of that which the family actually knew about hopefully today though we're talking about being able to share some things uh, with people so that they can literally look for the signs. So mm-hmm. uh, can you yeah. talk about that for a minute? Because now I can see the signs, right? Uh, and by the way, mm-hmm. my, 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 my mom wasn't the only one. I mean, my stepsister, uh, excuse me, my sister uh, passed away on a hospital floor at about 450 pounds and you know there's a different kind of suicide isn't there there's the one that's the slow burn suicide where we're doing everything but literally ending it and aren't those really Mm -hmm. the same in some ways energetically absolutely yes there's i heard a physician on one lecture said some people take the quick route with suicide some people take the slow route but suicide is suicide so many people will undo themselves in one way or another. But when we can realize that we have the ability to communicate and to receive those signs and those messages and those comforts from those souls who moved on, it's very empowering. Mm. And it feels very inspiring because it does prove to us in those moments that they're life continues. There is absolutely life after suicide, both for those who are here and those who've moved forward. Mm. It is a journey, isn't it? It is. It is. And it takes learning to receive and recognize the signs also takes a lot of practice, a lot of Mm -hmm. patience, a lot of willingness. So that just doesn't come when you say okay give me a sign right it's a relationship it has to grow like everything else I I think in our culture we're so impatient and we're so unwilling to allow things to unfold but Mm -hmm. that is what grief invites us to do grief is not a linear process it's not something you start and then you're finished and you're done Mm -hmm. it's something that unfolds and there's a, a there's a wisdom in that there's a lot to be learned from that when we can patiently embrace mm-hmm. that it's good stuff yeah. for our soul i think one of the most uh in the world of psychology i think one of the most misunderstood uh uh items to come out about grief is when uh, uh when when the phases of of grief were defined right or grieving shall i say uh were defined Mm -hmm. right 
and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. out of nowhere comes uh, Dr. Elizabeth Kubler Ross and identifies the five stages of grief. Everybody mm-hmm. on the planet, right? All of a sudden started mm-hmm. to use these for the living. And mm-hmm. my understanding is that <laughs> that the, these were not for the living, that these were to understand death and dying. Even that mm-hmm. aspect of our journey is confusing for people. It's confusing for yeah. people. What have you discovered yeah. in the grieving process from all of what you've done? Well, that grief does not follow a set of protocols, nor mm-hmm. does grief uh, adhere to any psychological standards. There are phases, yes, and there are normal experiences. But to say, well, it's been a year, you should be over it by now. <laughs> yeah, or, get over well, it. Yeah, well, your loved one had a disease, so you had time to grieve. You shouldn't be struggling anymore. Mm-hmm. To judge how we, how we move through death, is such a limiting and such a, it's not a compassionate way of addressing that aspect of human life. So when we understand that, sometimes anniversaries will reignite that sense of grief. Sometimes birthdays can trigger emotions that we thought we had moved through. That it's not a journey that ends. Grief is a journey that, that continues, but it gets easier. It, it shifts. It, it changes us it invites us to grow and it's a journey that we we can take and feel good about that journey and find hope i think that's so important for those who are left behind it is so important for those left behind and uh yet at some level there's there's probably not a whole lot that you and i are going to be able to say today for sure that can fill the hole that gets left right Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for you, you grew up in a very traditional uh, religious experience, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. had your own personal experience with this. And that's usually mm-hmm. why we step forth and write things, because all of a sudden now either a best friend or a loved one or a family member decides that they are going to take their lives. And so it leads mm-hmm. us on a journey to seek answers. I know it did for me. And mm-hmm. it sounds like it did for you as well. Why was it important mm-hmm. for you to seek those answers? What was it that was happening within you that was quite unbelievable? I think for me, it was what you touched on. That uh-huh. I did feel a, a hole. I felt a, a tremendous mm-hmm. hole, such pain. And yeah. I, I couldn't seem to fill that with religion and I couldn't seem to fill it with psychology and I would talk with friends and, and, and that didn't fill it either. It was the inner work that I did and the willingness to listen. And then as I experienced a deeper level of peace and as I began to know that our souls continue, oh my gosh, I wanted to share that with others. I wanted others to taste and to touch and to feel some of that peace that I had experienced. And I know it's not a one-stop one shot fix fits all or it's not a come in and have a session and you're done and you're you're forever cured but it's an experience it's something to hold on to something we can refer back to something we can draw on when we need that peace when we need that strength 
And if you can just have that, even for a moment, that one sign, that one glimpse, that feeling, and that's something to hold on to. And then you can build from that. And you can build from there. But just that moment to hold on to, when even for an instant you feel like that hole has been filled, that's enough. And then you fill it again. And then you fill it again. And you fill it again until finally it's not such a deep hole. And it only takes a little bit to fill it instead of a lot. And that's the hope that I have for all the listeners and for anyone who's been affected by by suicide. Maybe you won't fill the hole all at once, but in time, it takes a little less to fill the hole because there is life beyond suicide. Yeah. And, you know, you just said something very compelling for all of us. Let's take a short break. When we come back, everyone, we actually will give a copy of the book away. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Dr. Pat. My very special guest today, Stephanie Barton. When we come back, Stephanie's going to give you information about her website. But most importantly, you know, if you would like to have or work with Stephanie directly, we'll make sure we give that to you, too. Uh, but we are going to give a copy of the book away, everybody. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Shine On Radio. Find Your Shine with Kelly is the show that celebrates what makes you, you. Join co-hosts Kelly Wadler and Dr. Pat Basili as they break down how to brilliantly fuel and move your body and love what makes you shine. Kelly is a professional arts and wellness coach dedicated to helping brilliant women find their confidence, energy, self-love, and shine. Tune in to Shine On Radio with Kelly and find your shine on TransformationTalkRadio.com. TheAngelLady.net 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 1-800-323-1790 Sue Storm TheAngelLady.net A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. 
Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Everybody, welcome back. It's great to have you here. Benny, let's give a copy of the book away if we could for one of you out there, our first caller. Um, find, uh, excuse me, Facing Darkness, Finding Light, Life After Suicide, Healing Comfort for Those Left Behind. Uh, Stephanie, before we jump in to our, you know, our final segment together, I, I wanted to make sure that you let folks know what you do in life, what you're available, how you help people with grieving, with loss, but what you do to help them connect? Well, what I do is I offer uh, I offer mediumship sessions where I provide a voice, provide the, the, the emotions, provide the validation of facts that our loved one's spirits are still with us, that they continue on far beyond our physical experiences. And so... Not only do I offer those those connections with loved ones on the other side, but I really lean into those loved ones to provide tools or tips or ways that their loved ones who are here can move forward, can better their lives, whether it's a message from a father to a loved one to go back to school or from a grandparent to a grandchild that I'm speaking with to save a little more money. Our loved ones on the other side want to help us, and they want to give us that guidance and that good advice so I can provide a little bit of that, too, from the other side. Awesome. So 1-800-930-2819, unless Benny's already gotten somebody for the book. 1-800-930-2819. We'd love to take the first caller. We'd love to give you a copy of this incredible book. Um you, you know, I, I, uh, Facing Darkness, I want to talk about the title of the book, if we could. Facing Darkness, mm-hmm. Finding Light. Now, many of us who have lost loved ones, uh, Facing Darkness is probably, it's just excruciating. It's excruciating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. But there's something, though, about suicide, whether it's the slow suicide or like my sister, you know, a, a, a slow suicide or like my mom a quick suicide either way Mm -hmm. it is darkness but some Mm -hmm. people say the degree of darkness might be different for different people what have you found what gives people relief I think the the greatest tool for relief is the comfort in knowing that life continues on that as I said suicide is not the end 
it is an ending, but it's not the end. So the first ray of light comes in knowing that that life continues. And then I think the next wave of hope or the next wave of light that survivors often experience is that freedom from guilt and knowing that there's no blame. No spirit that I have ever communicated with on the other side who has completed suicide has ever laid blame on anyone on this side, ever. Nor have they ever said, if you would have done this, I wouldn't have committed suicide. Never. Mm-hmm. There's always there's always thanks and recognition and appreciation for the love that they did share with their loved ones who've moved forward. Never blame. Never mm-hmm. shame. It's very liberating to be able to move past that. That's an enormous wave of light that survivors mm-hmm. can experience. And well, I've worked with the, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, we love to hold on to stuff. We really love to hold on to things. And yes. I want to ask you, what have you learned about the process of letting go? I've learned a few things. I'm not sure which works and which doesn't work, but I think the most effective thing that someone ever said to me is, you know, the holding on process is not in service of, of the loved one. I don't know enough about mm-hmm. it. But I would love to hear, hear your thoughts. How do you help people with the letting go part? And I don't even know what I mean, but, uh, Stephanie, by say, when I say letting go. I really don't. But you understand my question. I do. And I, so here's what I have found is yeah. sometimes letting go sounds like a really harsh term. As yeah. in disconnect or unplug or forget it or move on. Yeah. And I don't think that's loving or appropriate. So when... I really focus in my practice and in communicating with these spirits in the holding on, but holding on to the love, holding Mm -hmm. on to the goodness, holding on to the life instead of holding on to the death. When you hold on to suicide, it's very harsh. It burns. Don't hold on to that. Hold on to the life. Get get pictures out, um, uh, create happy memories, go outside and, and build a garden, hold on to the, to the good, hold on to the life, and that starts to bring more light to those who are left behind after suicide. So don't let go, hold on, but hold on to the light. Mm-hmm. Well, I know for me, um, I've lost more people than I can even imagine. I actually did a show the other day and I talked about it. You know, where I went through a period of uh, looking at the women that were really close to me in my life and thinking, oh, my God, don't get too close to me. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, the, if when I think back about that, it was not rational. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone from my mom to my sister, then my stepmom, then two other sisters, mm-hmm. then my spiritual teacher. And I just thought and all of them sudden, very sudden, mm-hmm. very quick. And I just started mm-hmm. to think to myself, maybe I'm not meant to really build relationships like this. And I know that mm-hmm. it's not the case. How can you help our yeah. listeners today uh, with the way they think about this? See, you're going to feel what mm-hmm. you feel. But is there another mm-hmm. way to see the world around this? Yes, I think that's where nature can be such a powerful teacher it's because there are cycles and there are seasons and, and things do change. 
but there's new cycles and there's a, a new season. And so to take personally the death of a loved one, be it by suicide or any other means, we can't personalize that. It's not a, a personal affront. It's not something that was done to us. It's something that is experienced by us. It's experienced by us all. We all go through that transition and experience the loss of others. But to allow that to become something that limits us or harms us or hinders us in any way would be really working against these natural cycles and seasons that we can experience here in life. So there's a phase where we're nurtured by someone who's our biological mother, and then if she makes her transition, there will be a new season of nurturance, a, a new person who can provide that kind of essence or that kind of reminder in our lives. So when we can look for those new beginnings, those new opportunities, those new experiences, it really keeps us in the flow of life instead of stagnant and cloaked in the fear that sometimes too often shrouds death. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for all that you do. Stephanie, um, what a great opportunity for you to share your vision and and the healing power that you have. Uh, Please tell folks one more time how they might get a copy of the book, but also your website and how they can schedule personal time with you. Well, again, the book is available on Amazon. It's Facing Darkness, Finding Light, Life After Suicide. And then my website is angelsinsight.com. And I not only do I work with loved ones on the other side, but I enjoy communicating with guardian angels and pets and all the good that's around us because we're surrounded continuously by spirit. And there's always love in us and around us. And I'm here to share that and to remind people of that through through sessions and through meditations, whatever it is that I can give, I'm here to serve. So yeah. I would encourage you, if you're interested, to email me or call the number on the website. But just reach out. Reach out. That's one thing that I would encourage anyone who's struggling because of a loss from suicide or who's even considering that is just to reach out. Reach out for the good because there's always hope. Wow, thank you. Thank you. Stephanie Barton, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. What a powerful message. Stephanie, thank you for all that you do. Thank you so much. It was a joy to be here. Thank you. All right, all of you out there, I hope you heard something today that's going to help you rise up, rise up above your grief, rise up above your pain, and face the light and find your joy. We'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.